Amen. I can see many excited faces around today. Excited because you know that today is your encounter with Jesus. Amen? Today is the day we have been praying for. The day of our encounter with Jesus Christ. So right now, open your heart to God's word, God's faith, and God's spirit. And may God bless his word to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. When we look at the book of Exodus chapter 14, as Moses was leading the children of Israel out of captivity towards the Red Sea, suddenly they stopped, turned around, and saw the approaching Egyptian army. Terrified, they shouted and said to Moses, were there no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us? And then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the children of Israel to move on. Say, move on. Today, we want to talk about our movement. You see, as we move down this highway of life, all around us, things are happening. Times are changing. People are passing. We too, we are moving. We are moving physically. But many are not moving spiritually. We seem to be getting somewhere. We're walking, talking, holding meetings, making plans. But many continue to return to the same position every day. What is the cause? Let us open our Bibles to the book of Proverbs, chapter 23, to the short scripture in verse 7. Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. This scripture is telling us that a man's life is what his thoughts make it. For a man is what he thinks about all day long. What have you been thinking about? Ask your neighbor, what have you been thinking about? What have you been thinking about? What you are thinking about, that is your movement. You see, when you do not follow the mind of Christ, you cannot be in the mind of Christ. And when you do not know Christ, you would be influenced by your own opinions, your own decisions, and the pressure that comes from others. But when you accept God genuinely, you would be different. His decision in life this is what Paul was telling the Romans in chapter 12, verse 2, when he said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of what? The renewing of your mind, so that you may realize the perfect will 
of God. A man is what he thinks about all day long. What is going on in your heart now is the challenge many are facing. Look at your life in the past, your life experience. So often we become so overexcited by every good thing that happens to us and then depressed and disappointed by every misfortune, by every negative circumstance, by every negative report. Tell your neighbor, you cannot be more than your thoughts. This will be the title of our message today. You cannot be more than your thoughts. It's all about making God's word the pattern of our thinking. But for so many of us, we find this so difficult to do in the world of everyday activities. You know what you do each day, what you struggle for, what you strive for, what you go out and look for, what you try to achieve. We find this so difficult in the world of everyday activities. You cannot be more than your thoughts. Plain and simple, we are too worldly. And what we are looking for in the world, which is consuming all of our quality time, effort, and energy, we are not getting it. We are not. Have you gotten it yet? Did you get it yet? We are not getting it. And so we begin to compare ourselves with others. And we begin to hold a fence with those who seem to be in a better condition. My coworker got a promotion at work yesterday. She must have a special relationship with the boss. Hmm? Did you see the neighbor? He bought a new car. I wonder where that money came from, yeah? We are too worldly. Even as we are here now, many of us are still relying on and boasting of our natural gifts. Ability to inspire, our power of influence, our titles, our possessions. Many, when the usher didn't lead us to the seat we wanted, how many of us thought, ah, do you know who I am? I can't sit here. Or when we saw the status and appearance of the person sitting next to us, how many of us started bringing out our business cards. Excuse me, do you know who I am? Let me introduce my companies. We are too worldly. Those cannot take us anywhere. They will only flatter us and make us proud and arrogant. And the Bible teaches that pride masks the true condition of our heart and will prevent us from dealing with the truth. See the way we're sitting right now. Take a look around. See how we are seated today. You don't know the millionaire, the working class, the queen, the working mom among us. This is the way church should be. God should be the one to identify you.
to know who you are by your heart. Let someone say, God should be the one to identify me by my heart. But outside, we're still busy giving honors, giving special seats, giving special titles. Tell me, when will we realize the right thing to do? For a moment, just for a moment, forget about your profession outside. Forget about what you have, what you don't have, and come down to realize who you are when it comes to God. He is God, and we are not. He is our Father. We are but His children. He is the shepherd. We are but straying sheep. I tell you, many of us will be very embarrassed when we see our real thing. Because for many, what we are outside is not what we are in God. Let us remember the encounter between Jesus and the Pharisees and teachers of the law in Matthew 23. These men were some of the most respected, most titled, and most decorated men in their society. When Jesus met them, did he say, oh, good morning, sir. So pleased to meet you. Please have a seat in the front, sir. No. Jesus looked straight to the true condition of their heart. And he said, brood of vipers, you've cleaned only the outside of the cup, but inside is filthy with greed and self-indulgence. He looked at them and said, you hypocrites, you are like a whitewashed tomb. You are very beautiful outside, but inside you are filled with everything dead and unclean. Right now, let us ask ourselves this question. What am I doing in secret to deserve the honor I'm receiving? What am I doing in private to deserve the honor I demand? You are a rich man outside, but in God, you are not a rich man. You are honorable outside, but you're not honorable in the presence of God. Because what we do, what we meditate on in secret, in private, is what God marks. And for many, what we are doing in private does not deserve honor. Ask yourself this question, what am I doing in secret that deserves the honor I demand? And let us turn in our books, let us turn in our Bibles to the book of Mark Chapter 7. Tell your neighbor, you cannot be more than your thoughts. Mark chapter 7, from verse 20. And Jesus said, 
What comes out of a man, that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. If we are to be honest with ourselves, if we are to realize our enemy and our problem for what it really is, the challenge many are facing is the problem of urge behind closed doors. Urge for many bad habits. Just name them. Urge for smoking, drinking drugs. Urge for, uh, urge for affairs, cheating, gambling, laziness. Just name it. The problem of urge behind closed doors. Now listen, there, as there is a process for doing right, there is a process for doing evil. What is the process? Thoughts, words, actions. Let someone say thoughts, words, actions. The Bible says a Christian should be very careful of what he thinks because thoughts become words. A Christian should be very careful of what he says because words become future actions. That is your movement. This means what we nurse in our mind becomes real in time. Look at me. Inside of me, inside of me is meditation. Now, if I allow myself to think negatively, I will eventually allow myself to speak it out. And then what's next? Action. Negative action. This is our movement. You cannot be more than your thoughts. You cannot be more than your thoughts. Now, just because people do not see you with this bad attitude, with this bad character, bad disposition, or bad orientation, does not mean you are not involved in it. Yes, just because they don't see you in that bad habit doesn't mean you're not involved in it. What does the book of Matthew 5, verse 28 to 29 say? Jesus says, if a man looks lustfully at a woman, he has already committed adultery. We may say, ah, I only think about smoking. I don't actually smoke. Or I, I only see myself smoking in the dream. I don't smoke. Just because they don't see you in this bad attitude does not mean you are not involved in it. Because you cannot be more than your thoughts. Remember Lot's wife. Very little was written about her. Just one small passage. 
It was never written that Lot's wife was found in the same bad attitude as the godless citizens of Sodom and Gomorrah. Was it? No. It was never written that she was found in the same bad lifestyle of those in Sodom and Gomorrah. It was written that she followed her husband through the desert. It was written that she followed her husband as he settled in Sodom and that she followed him when he left. But one small scripture revealed the true condition of her heart. One small scripture revealed her real self. As God was destroying the godless cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot's wife looked back. You see, what she nursed in her mind became real in time. What she nursed in her mind became real in time. And her thoughts became actions. And as she turned, her life went to the level of her thoughts. I'll say that again. What she nursed in her mind became real in time. Her thoughts became actions. And as she turned, her life went to the level of her thoughts. Tell your neighbor, you cannot be more than your thoughts. People of God, we have been misled by our senses. What we have seen, heard, smelt, tasted, and touched has led to urge for that thing. An urge has led us to act out of character as children of God. We have begun telling lies. We've begun taking what doesn't belong to us, ridiculing our neighbor, and neglecting God's word to indulge in the pleasures of this world. We have been misled by our senses. Examine your life, study your life, and see where we have acted out of character as a child of God because we have been misled by our senses. Think for a moment. We have been misled by our senses. This is the battle we must fight now. The battle in our heart. What we are thinking about long. The Bible says, if we do not fight this battle, without the Holy Spirit destroying this root of sin in us, we are bound to be tormented by the desire to return to our bad habits. We'll continue to walk backwards instead of forwards. We have become those God himself reported in Jeremiah chapter 7. Yes, God once reported our bad habits. 
our bad habits and our bad actions. Let us turn to the book of Jeremiah chapter 7. God says, when I led your ancestors out of Egypt, it was not burnt offerings and sacrifices I wanted from them. This is what I told them. Obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Do everything as I say and all will be well. But my people, here's the report, but my people would not listen to me. They kept doing whatever they wanted, following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts, and they went backwards instead of forward. Tell your neighbor, we went backward instead of forward. And we wonder why we continue to return to the same position every day. The battle is in our heart. We must begin to fight this battle. How will we fight it? Look at the book of Colossians 3 verse 10. The Bible says, the mind is renewed by reading the word of God and acting upon it. The mind, your thoughts are renewed by reading the word of God and acting upon it. We may read the word of God, study the word of God for years, but if we don't act upon it, if we are not a doer of the word, our mind is not renewed. Prophet T.B. Joshua always says, the one you serve in secret, in private, will stand to reward you in the open. Because Christianity is in the heart, not in the knees. Tell your neighbor, Christianity is in the heart, not in the knees. See, Christianity lies in the heart. We worship God with our heart. For you to be a Christian, your heart must be a Christian. I mean, your heart must be renewed. We renew our mind by reading the word of God and acting upon it. But take note of this important principle. You cannot reach God's spirit if you are not genuine with God's word. Let someone say, you cannot reach God's spirit if you are not genuine with God's word. But how many times have we said, ah, oh, whenever I want to sit down and read my Bible, something will just cross my mind. And before I know it, I'm thinking something else. How many have said, anytime I want to read my Bible, as I open the pages, ah, something will cross me and I'll just find myself falling asleep. Tell your neighbor, a time wasted is a time to strike. 
A time wasted is a time to strike. Satan is 24-7. So you also should be 24-7. Satan is ready to strike. You have a weapon. Read it. Meditate upon it. The more the word of God on the inside of you, the better equipped you are to resist sin. Meditation strengthens us to resist temptation. Meditation causes us to not react to the flesh. Meditation inspires us to respect the will of God. But if you are looking for the right time to read your Bible for your spiritual life, you will never find it. You will never find the time to pray and meditate. You must make it. Every hour of man is occupied. Every minute man has something to think about. It is the man, it is the woman who must make, create the time of prayer. A time of prayer is a matter of personal willingness. I mean determination. You're a free moral agent. You can choose to pray or not. You can choose to read or not. The choice is up to you. But remember, we live in a world where Satan, the enemy of our soul, would not want the purpose of God to be revealed in your life. You must take up this fight against him. You must make the time to pray and meditate. It is your own personal decision. What is the choice you are making today? Your thoughts determine your words, determine your future actions. Right now, you must make a decision for your future, for your movement in Christ Jesus. You cannot be more than your thoughts. What are we thinking about all day long? It is time to begin to make a change in our thinking, in our talking, and in our acting. And it all starts with the meditation of God and his word. For to the extent you think the thoughts of God, to the same extent will you be filled with the power of God. The power of change, the power of victory, the power of freedom. So I want to leave you with this message from our father in the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua. As he always says, I want to encourage you to find a natural environment to read your Bible. Because, he says, a natural environment is free from distractions. And nature itself enhances spirituality. We simply must return to God and the Holy Bible. So as this word is meditating on the inside of you, let us pray.
Oh Lord, our soul is waiting for you. In your word is our hope. In your word is our victory. In your word is our freedom. We pray today for salvation. Let your word bring them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Remember, you cannot be more than your thoughts. So fill your thoughts with the thoughts of Christ. And it shall be well with you in Jesus' name.